Today's episode is brought to you by the NBA Store. A new year brings the start of a new NBA season. Suit up with the latest gear to show your support for your team. I show my support for my Philadelphia 76ers, who are in first place in the Eastern Conference right now. We may be sidelined from going to the arena, but that doesn't mean you can't watch from your couch in style. We're teaming up with the NBA and Podgo to bring our listeners up to 75% off select items. Yes, you heard that right. Go to podgo.co slash NBA for up to 75% off select items from the NBA store. The NBA, where amazing happens. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to the one and only Rock and Wrestling Podcast. to the one and only Rock and Wrestling Podcast. I am your host with the most, Nick, and we've got another great young rock and roll band on today, a band called One in the Chamber, man. I'm excited. We talked to their drummer. It was a really good interview, man. They, they've been a, a band for a few years now, and they're starting to get some traction out there, and uh, they got a new single. I'm going to play it for you here shortly. Very, very good stuff. Um, we, we get into the talk of, they have a very Velvet Revolver kind of sound, and, and you know, me being a big Slash fan, I love all things Slash's project, so it was, it was a blast to talk to, I'm excited for everybody to hear this, but before, let's retract to last week, man, got some great feedback on the, the Benny Berry author, uh, Lance Von Eric book, it was a blast, got some great feedback, and I appreciate everybody's feedback, you can always give me feedback on all social media platforms, including the old Twitter machine at Nick's RNW Podcast. Facebook, Nick's Rock and Wrestling Podcast, and Instagram, Rock and Wrestling Podcast. Go to patreon.com slash rnwpodcast, support the show, and, and donate any way you can. Leave a five-star review on iTunes. Get yourself some merch over at prowrestlingtees.com slash store or pro rockandwrestlingpodcast.com for more options. I appreciate everybody's support, man. We're about two weeks away from the two, no, three years. That's right, three years uh, of this show, man. We're into the third season, as they call podcasts or whatever. I just call it the third year, man. Been doing the podcast for three years and got some good stuff in store. As I mentioned, it's been it's been rough, you know. There's not you know as many guests to go around right now, you know. But there's always ways, always things to talk about in rock and wrestling. So uh, we're gonna get right into it. But I'm gonna get right into it right now. We're gonna rock and roll with one of the chambers' new single to the gallows.
And there was one in the chamber, my guest today, uh, with their newest single, To the Gallows. And I'm going to stop chit-chatting right now because we're going to welcome their drummer to the show on the other side. All right, it's a, it's a pleasure to welcome to the show uh, a guy from a, a new band, an up-and-coming band I'm excited to have on because they've got some really good good stuff. Uh, Jared from One in the Chamber, man, it's, it's a pleasure to have you on, man. Uh, we kind of got hooked up because uh, you were a fan of the Small Town Titans interview I did recently, so uh, kind of got hooked up through that, so it's a pleasure to have you on. Well, thanks, Nick. Thank you very much for having me and featuring uh, One in the Chamber. And yeah, 100% small town small town titans rule and uh that was a fantastic episode i appreciate it yeah those are that was it was a it was a great one man they, they have some good stuff and you guys have you know we're gonna get into it similar similar sounds i like i like heavy music but i like singing and <laughs> if that makes sense you know like yeah you know i enjoy you know you know i guess you could say more extreme kinds of, of metal, but I'm, sometimes I'm like, all right, man, I need some melody and some harmony in here. Like, like <laughs> come on, man, let's let's change it up a little bit. I, I get the, okay, yeah, yeah. You, you know, you guys want to be macho guys, but you know, you know, let's get some melody in here. Macho <laughs> guys want to sing too sometimes. I get that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you guys got a new single that came out well last month in November, and you guys have had some some good some singles out this year too. So let's just start kind of there. You guys have a new new single out. Kind of talk about that single, the writing, the recording process. I know you guys have been really behind that a lot too. I want to talk about uh, Blow because that song's fucking, oh man, that song's killer. So I want to get into that. But let's talk about the new single first. Yeah, so To the Gallows came out uh, just over a month ago as of like two days ago or something like that. And the music video is just under a month old. Uh, We wrote the song back in uh, summer 2019. Um, and you know, and for us, it was very much a song that came out of left field. We, you know, we showed up to band practice and Cecily Eugene, our guitar player had just gotten a new, uh, a, a new delay pedal and he just started kind of op- messing around with those open chords and, um, you know, jumping into that really big sort of drastically massive chorus that, you know, the song has. And, you know, I, I don't know if he thought he had something on on his hands there that he wanted to explore with us, but like you know, instantly we were all like, "Holy shit, that's the jam," you know. And um, you know, myself, I started playing the drums behind what he was doing. Our bass player Christian Dotto, you know, just kind of jumped in as well. And our singer Mike Biase starts like, you know, he pulls out a book and just starts writing out words, which you know, to me as a drummer, always astounds me that like you can just come up with lyrics you know what i mean like (laughs) yeah that's an art form that like completely goes like over my head but yeah you know so it just became this sort of uh thing that we jammed on and uh you know for us it was um you know it's very different song for us uh we you know there's not a big riff to it uh it follows a very different sort of structure it's very down tempo very moody and sort of gloomy track um, but, <clears throat> sorry, uh, we couldn't be happier with it. Yeah, I know. I noticed that with you, some of your other songs, it's not it's not up tempo. It's very kind of middle of the road. There's like yeah, I can yeah. mention. You it was know. you know funny enough when we finished writing it, you know, we were all like, yeah, that's when we go into the studio, we're definitely going to record that song. We were really happy with it, but 
we all kind of joked, it'll never be a single and it will never be a music video. It'll just be some sort of song that makes it on to, you know, an EP or something down the road. But, you know, here we are. Yeah. Well, it's funny that you bring up like, you know, your bass player writing the lyrics. You know, I'm a guitar player and I've played in bands too. Oh, no, sorry, sorry. Our, our, our bass player did not write the lyrics. No, um, Mike Biase. Our singer, a, a singer. Okay, yeah. Well, you, you know, jotting out notes. I still. It's funny to me being a guitar player too, because I'll, I'll fight with singers when I've been in bands, and they'll be like, "Dude, I can't sing over." The, like you're just throwing stuff together. How, I'm like, "Well, dude, sing it. it sounds cool to us. <laughs> like figure out, <laughs> figure out some lyrics, man. Like here we, you know, kind of the that mold. But it, it is very, very different because your other songs are very up tempo. But I think sometimes that that change of pace shows a different dynamic of the band. Is that kind of the idea? Like. You guys said, oh, it might not have ever be a single, but you're like, this is totally different than any our other stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, we all come from very different musical backgrounds. Like uh, Chris is a big metalhead. Cecil and I actually met in jazz school, funny oh, enough. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, he, in terms of like rock music, he loves stuff that most guitar players don't love, and he hates stuff that you would expect a guitar player to love and it's, you never know what he's going to enjoy or not. It's always a mystery. Five years in, I still don't know when I'm showing him something new, if he's going to like it or not, you know? <laughs> well, that's, that's funny that you would say that is like, does the typical guitar player? Cause I was going to ask, you know, your more up tempo songs like blow reminded me of like a, an early two thousands, like, like guns and roses is my favorite band, but a velvet revolver sound. You guys have like oh, a, so much. Yeah. A very velvet revolver sound. That's why I was like, it. so that's funny that you would say your guitar player doesn't like stuff that's different. Cause I'm like, this sounds like, you know, they could fit on a velvet revolver record. So that's funny. Yeah. That you would say that. Yeah. That's a huge compliment to us. I mean, you know, when we first started jamming together, uh, the first songs that we worked on were bills to pay, which ended up being our first single mm -hmm. off of our, 2018 uh, EP and uh, a cover of Slither. So oh, that's you know, a great song. We love Velvet Revolver, which is you know it's one of those bands like they were so kick ass. But in 2020, you know when we started doing this in 2015, like no one was like talking about how awesome Velvet Revolver was. But you know for me, like Contraband is still one of my favorite records. Oh, that that yeah, that record stands up the test of time. I don't know. I I guess maybe because Guns N' Roses was such a big band that it gets lost in the catalog. That that basically was Guns N' Roses yeah. with a different singer, and you know Scott Weiland's not alive anymore, and maybe that gets lost. But man, yeah, Contraband, what a record, man! I from the amazing. I love I love that record like so much, and. uh you know, for me, like Guns N' Roses is obviously one of my favorite bands, but Stone Temple Pilots was also one of my favorite bands. So uh, I kind of jumped on the, the, the Velvet Revolver thing late because, you know, when they first became a band, I was in like grade school and I didn't, you know, I didn't know, I didn't hear about them, right? Uh, but I loved Guns N' Roses as a kid, right? Um, and uh, for me, when I started playing the drums and my drum instructor who, you know, like I was born in the 90s, my drum instructor grew up in the 90s. So he brought along like the CD binder of all these like 90s bands. And that's what he taught me drums from, you know. So through him, like when I was in high school, I started listening to bands that, you know, like Soundgarden, Alice in Chains. Uh, uh, Stone Temple Pilots, Deftones, like all these 90s bands that I had never heard of. 
And, uh, you know, from there I stumbled upon Velvet Revolver and I was like, oh my God, this is the best of like two different parts of my life just coming together. And, you know, it's a fantastic album front to back. Yeah, that's, it's funny you'd say that because I'm sure me, I, you know, I was born in 89, so I didn't see Guns N' Roses in their heyday and I became a guitar player and Slash is my favorite. So I learned Mm -hmm. Appetite for Destruction up and down and I was like, I'll never get to see them. And then. I was in junior high when Velvet Revolver came out, and I was like, well, this is the next best thing. It's Guns N' Roses yeah. with the different singers. So I was like, okay, I'll take this. And then it came out, and then the record came out, and you're just like, holy shit, this record's actually kick-ass. You're like, yeah, you know. Exactly. <laughs> and so I was like, okay, this is the best of both worlds. Like, And I, it, I, I did, was glad to see, I don't know if you saw before the world went to shit, last, I think it was last summer or earlier this year, they were playing, Guns N' Roses were playing Slither, they had put it in their set. I saw like a a rough phone video of it, and yeah. I was like, oh, "Okay, <laughs> yeah, yeah." I love it because the solo guitar solo slash does it is so good. So I was like, "Oh, it's so cool that they added that into the set." I was like, such "All right, great riff, and it's such an aggressive song." I it, it is, and which I wanted to bring up because you mentioned you guys come from very different musical influences and stuff. So just give a little bit a history of the band and, and, and coming together. And you guys said you started in 2015 and kind of the road you guys have been taking so far. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a weird sort of connection of how we got together. Um, Cecil, like I said, was in jazz school. He was at York university. He was a few years ahead of me in the program. So I didn't actually meet him until he was looking for a band. But uh, he, um, you know, he met our singer, Mike, because they were, they both played separate sets at a fundraising show um, for, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know what it was for. I wasn't there, but (laughs) (laughs) they, you know, they, they met there and, you know, Cecil was playing with his band and Mike was playing with his band, but, you know, they were both kind of looking to start a new project and they both very much enjoyed each other's sets. So they kind of connected through there. And, uh, you know, shortly after, Cecil was bartending at the university pub, The Absinthe, and I was playing drums for a jazz band, and it was hands down one of the worst shows I've ever played. <laughs> uh, I was subbing in for a friend, and, you know, we didn't get a chance to practice. It was just like a last minute, like, hey, man, can you play drums for my jazz group tonight? And I was like, yeah. And then it was a train wreck in every every regard, but... Uh, for whatever reason, Cecil was like, that's the drummer. And I don't know why, because that was not a good audition. <laughs> but, you know, he, he connected with me because, uh, you know, we were both friends, obviously, with people in the band. And, you know, shortly after that, him, uh, myself, and Mike are jamming. And, you know, they're showing different riffs that they've come up with and stuff that they had been already working on. And uh, from there uh Cecil once again connected with uh Christian Dotto our bass player who he went to high school with um and he had heard that he was looking to join a a new band as well because his band had just fallen apart so you know it all kind of came together through these like very spontaneous connections and you know since then we've just been kind of uh writing, recording, and performing as much as we can whenever we can um, throughout uh, Ontario. Um, and yeah, you know, it's been it's been an amazing time. And for us, it's been an amazing experience uh, growing with this project and, you know, writing music and, you know, leading up to where we are now with songs like Blow and To The Gallows, we've, uh, you know, we've 
for us, it's it's kind of weird looking back because this was a weird year to have your five year anniversary. We were obviously hoping to do way more with it, but you know, looking back and it was like, yeah, like we've grown a ton and like we've you know exceeded what we thought we could be as individual musicians. We've exceeded what we thought we could be as a band, and you know, we've got to do some really like really cool stuff because of it. And uh, you know, I think it's safe to say that all four of us are incredibly proud of you know, what we've managed to do since then. Yeah, it's funny. I want to go back where you said you, you, you were in the, you filled in for the Friends jazz band and it was a terrible performance. I think every musician has has a story like that where like, hey man, I need somebody, to, can you fill in? And you're just like, I don't know the songs. Oh, we'll wing it. And then you get up there and you're like, no, that wasn't a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I mean, like jazz drumming is That's when a- you boil it down to the simplest point, like as long as you follow the structure of the song, like you're good. Yeah. But, you know, they didn't have charts for me. And at one point, like they all stopped playing because like there was going to be a drum solo and they didn't tell me. So I was like, oh shit, the song ended. I messed <laughs> up and I stopped and they all like turned around and they're like, no, you have a drum solo. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess the nice thing about it, the drum being a drummer is you can kind of, lead the band a little bit as a guitar player i've had a couple instances where guys are like a couple days before the gig hey our guitar player can't do this can you do that i'm like guys it's not like i can go learn you're not guns and roses i can't go you know you're not motley crew i can go learn your your stuff on the computer you know practice my stuff i'm like you you just threw me an ep and i gotta try to learn this in two days i'm like come on guys like you gotta give me a little bit more time than that. yeah yeah for sure <laughs> But, you know, you got, it is an interesting year, you know, to be your five-year anniversary, you know, the music business was so different pre-COVID, you know, it's totally different animal than it was 10, 15 years ago. Now it's going to be even different, you know, is the yeah. goal, is the goal hopefully, you know, with these singles to put an EP, maybe do a full record down the road, you know, and especially this time is a good time right now because you can write a lot of music. So, I mean, uh, Blow and To The Gallows were both recorded um, with producer an engineer and all-round wizard at the board, Murray Daigle, and uh, engineer Mike Smith uh, at Phase One Studios in Toronto. And that was the same studio uh, and same team that we worked with on our 2018 EP, I've Got Something to Say. Um, So we recorded Blow and To the Gallows in January, February of this year uh, with the intention of releasing an EP this year. So we've actually been sitting on a lot lot more unreleased music than just these two songs. Uh, so, I mean, that was the plan. Like we, you know, we were very fortunate, um, to actually be sitting on music for this year because there was no moment where we were like, Oh man, everything shut down. And like, there was, there was no moment for us where we had to like scramble to figure out how we would progress through this year because we, you know, we were lucky enough that um, Blow came out in late March with the music video following a week later. And I mean, that's kind of when the world shut down, right? So our single release show that we were going to play in Toronto for Blow was canceled and all of our spring dates were canceled. But, uh, you know, the song still came out as planned and the music video still came out as planned. So for us, like, we were really fortunate that we could kind of ride out this wave of a song that was already like ready to go, you know, like months before everything, you know, went to shit. And, uh, you know, we were like, we were just in a very good position to start this year off strong. 
that being said, like this year completely took every possible direction except the one that was planned. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, you know, like I, I've had a ton of guys on during during this time time period, and and it's it sucks because you know maybe for a band like you that's building momentum, it sucks because now you can't get go get out there, play shows, get on the road where you can get you know you can test out the new material, you can build a new following because that's where rock bands do it this day you, you do it on the exactly. road exactly and i mean we live in such a digital world and you think because um like the, the fact that you can reach so many people that have heard of you and haven't heard of you through social media and the fact that you can do like very specifically targeted ads 100 percent. the still to this day the best way to promote your new music is to play shows right to go out of town and play to an audience that some are returning to see you some are brand new um and you are in person telling them about the new single like that is you know tried and tested it is still the most powerful most impactful way to reach an audience there's too many distractions on the internet, you know? So like when you, when you make, it doesn't matter how great a post you make, someone's like, yeah, I'm going to check that out. And then they, they forget. Right. Or, you know, it's so for us, um, you know, like I said, blow was already scheduled to be released and then it was released. So for us, like it was kind of navigating, like, how do we push this as far as we can, um, to reach as many people as we can with it because we can't play shows. Right. And, you know, I think maybe because the pandemic was so new at the time and everyone was at home when Blow came out and like everyone was off work, everyone was off school sort of thing. It immediately became like our fastest growing single, hands down, right? Um, I think it might have been partially the pandemic, uh, just in the nature of everyone being home and streaming stuff and, you know, on their phones all day and whatever, right? And, but... uh, you know, the, the rest of the year kind of fell off the rails for us because originally we were supposed to release the second single like much sooner than uh, we actually did. And it was not even going to be To The Gallows. It was going to be a completely separate song with a completely separate video concept. Um, but, uh, you know, we were in lockdown here in Ontario from uh, like March until I want to say May or June. So we didn't end up getting a chance to shoot the next video you know, even though the music was all recorded. Yeah. So we kind of, you know, we kind of sat back, we kind of stretched out blow a little bit more. Um, you know, we got some good radio play. We did some live streams, which was, you know, a lot of fun. Um, and, you know, sooner or later, suddenly summer's over and it's fall. And, you know, we're kind of like, okay, we have to put out something at this point because it's just been so long. Like we don't want to put out the second single in 2021 and, make the you know we want there to be like some sort of connection between these two songs uh because you know they were recorded at the same time and they were recorded with the intentions of you know the same project uh so again we went with the original second single it's still unreleased song we had a very ambitious music video that you know we still have been able to we still have not been able to shoot but when we finally do shoot this video like it's uh it's been mike's baby this video you know (laughs) like the way he's made it it's going to be like this amazing project that i can't wait to see unfold but we were about two weeks away from filming for this separate single when again the restrictions kicked in and suddenly this video that involved a lot of people uh became very illegal and uh 
you know, for us, like we're all about making the videos. We're all about making progress and doing things, but you know, we're trying to be very socially responsible about how we do it. Right. You know, it's, uh, it takes a team, uh, to do what we do. And, you know, we're obviously trying to make sure that what the people we're working with are safe and that we're safe and, and stuff. Um, yeah, it's. So, I, th- I think it's difficult at this at this juncture for any any band that isn't you know Metallica, Foo Fighters, you know anybody that's got <laughs> millions of dollars. And that's what I you know what I think is what sucks about this year is like you guys you know you got a big single that came out and you're trying to to grow. You're trying to grow. Sure. You're trying to grow, and then it's like boom, your momentum just gets hit because you can't go do what you want want to do to grow it. Whether it's a music video, whether it's playing shows, I think that's just like the shitty part for a lot. And I've talked to a lot of guys. They're like, yeah, man, we're, we're stuck. Cause we can't go play shows like we planned. Yeah. I mean, it's tough. Like I've been, I've been managing the band for basically like more or less the all five years that we've been doing it. And, uh, you know, the biggest challenge is figuring out how far in advance you actually have to plan ahead, you know? Yeah. In the last, I guess, two, three years, I've gotten a lot better with like long-term planning. And, you know, what this year has done is you can't do any long-term planning. (laughs) You'll book something two, three months in advance. And, you know, like we booked a live stream show with a radio host and, you know, he's not in Toronto. He's in uh, Peterborough, for example, which is about two hours away and very small population over there compared to Toronto. So the lockdown restrictions for them, very different from over where we are. Um, but when we booked it with him, like the whole thing was like, okay, we're going to do this, but there's a chance that we might not, but we have to hype it up and tell people about it. So they know to tune in and listen, but yeah, it's, you know, and it's, it's, it's frustrating. It takes a lot of time and yeah, it's tough to build momentum when things get canceled and you don't know when they can resume. Yeah, absolutely. As we wind down here, I, what I like to do finally is just, you know, where can you everybody check out One in the Chamber, social media, all that good stuff? Uh, so One in the Chamber, we are on all social medias. Uh, you know, our website is www.oitcband.com. Uh, it's just the initials, OITC Band. Um and the same can be said about Facebook and Instagram, which is where we are most active, right? At OITC Band. Uh, you can find all of our music on all digital digital platforms, uh, Spotify, Apple Music, whatever it is that you're using. And uh, you can find the music videos up on our YouTube channel as well. Awesome. And then final question, because you guys have been a band long enough, and I always like to ask, do you have a favorite song to play live, like out of your guys' set that you guys do? Or, or are you looking forward to playing one of the new ones live? It's such a tough question. <laughs> it's such a, uh, you know, for me, uh, being the drummer, Blow is always a really fun one because it's just such high energy. Yeah. Um, I also really love playing uh, Crooked Step off the last EP because it's just got such a nice groove and I throw some really, like, massive fills in there. Uh, I, think, I think I could say for all four of us, uh, you know, we might have our individual favorites, but we we're always very careful to make sure that every song is fun for us to play on stage. Just because you know, it's you, you know, you've seen bands play and oh, you're like, yeah. oh, they're they're not enjoying this, you know. <laughs> but like they're they're playing the song, but he's not putting himself in. He's not giving it all. You know, we want to make sure that when we're playing something, it's something that we can be proud to perform on on stage. And so I 
you know, for me, the high energy songs are much more fun, but it's, you know, we all ensure that we're, when we're performing and we're playing these songs that we're, you know, we've, we've written our parts to make sure that they are exciting. Absolutely. Uh, pleasure having you on, man. Hopefully you guys will be blowing up and, uh, be out there on the road soon, man. And then hopefully you come into the States. We'll have to go check you out. I, you know, I'd love to. <laughs> <laughs> want to thank one in the chamber for joining me today man make sure you go stream their stuff buy their music check them out buy some merch all that good stuff man follow them on social media really killer band hope to have them back on and hopefully they'll be on the road soon next week gonna return with another young rock band called faith and scars big wrestling fans too can't wait for everybody to hear that man and we're approaching this you know usually i try to get a big guest for the for the anniversary shows we'll see if something works out if not i've got something special in store. Appreciate everybody's support. Till next week. Peace. I'm out.